What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another opportunity to draw close to you advance the kingdom, to receive clarity, to receive strength. Thank you for faith being in the room. I thank you no matter what measure of faith I walked in with, it will leave increased. I will not leave with the same measure of hope, with the same measure of faith. I will leave upgraded. Jesus name amen you know so uh, some upgrades cannot take place unless it's connected to a charger all right what y'all waiting for y'all waiting for I'm preaching right now right now can we give it for our first time attendees one time Amen. all right I have so much to talk about but um welcome back Welcome back. Welcome back. Some of y'all that threw you off because you like, I didn't go nowhere, but I tell that to everybody. Welcome back. Um, we missed you guys. And uh, right, thank you. I heard you say I miss you too. I, I received that. Amen. <clears throat> we missed you guys. I want to say thank you to every single person that helped keep this church going while we were gone. Um, that's where can like one person clap for all those people. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I think sometimes we're spoiled um, because there's so many churches, thousands of churches falling apart because of lack of leadership, because wrong foundation. Um, or what can happen is the people that have been entrusted with the spiritual authority to keep a place, they have not imparted it to others. So when they gone, it's like when mama and daddy gone, the house is a little crazier. But the true test for me of my leadership, Pastor Julius' leadership, and the anointing on our lives is that when we're not around, how are things right and so for me I'm very proud I remember the days where we was able to like we gonna go out of town and we gonna not do church for the next two weeks I remember in those days where the church wasn't quite stable and we could take couple weeks off this is right before we really kind of locked in to like oh we for real for real church that was a while back now we get into to the place where man we don't even know everybody that's where you like amen because that means growth right it's like growth right um but we're gonna do things to do our best to make sure there's not one person that call themselves, call Love Quest their church home, that we, me and my wife, 
um, don't know you. Um, we may not go out to eat with you. May not, that, that's not the point. But if this is your church home and we've been given the, the, the empowerment to, to lead, um, we never want to get so big we don't know people. That will not happen. Um, we have strategy that God has given us to make sure that doesn't happen. And when the time is right, we'll, you'll see it. I have so much to talk about because over the last two and a half weeks, as my wife and I were gone, um, so many historical things, monumental moments happened in our lives, spiritually specifically. Um, and I don't really have time to talk about it but I do have time to impart it. And so as I told this morning service, I am begging you without begging you to come back at 5.30. If you gotta leave now to make it for 5.30, leave now. There is something gonna happen tonight. There will be an anointing portion. And for those that never have been a part of a church that actually like follow the Bible in ways like the anointing or anointing services with oil, nothing goofy, nothing crazy, but biblical. Um, there is a great harvest that is being released in the land and there's no way to steward what God is about to do without being activated, equipped and anointed for it, empowered for it. No way to do it. And so tonight is for those that, um, that are like, God, use me wherever I go. So there'll be some teaching and then there'll be some worship in a time where we impart. Um, but if you're streaming, I'm asking you, get here tonight because tonight is going to make very clear what God is saying, what God is doing, and what he's requiring of us. Tonight is more about a charge to go and be, it said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power and with the Holy Ghost and he went and did good so if Jesus had to be anointed to do what he had to do then who are you Jesus had to be baptized by a man Jesus prayed Jesus fasted and so I am going to do my best to articulate something that I feel like like God is really just kind of poking at. He really is trying to get us ready for this harvest. Really, really trying to get us ready and get his church ready. I was telling somebody in the back just now, if the church does not learn how to be, to, to get a uh, for-profit muscle, then these last days we will crumble. Business is a part of the church, although the church is not a business as of the world. But we better learn how to become more entrepreneurial as a church body. Okay? You see downtown, I think it's an Anglican church, Catholic church, I'm not sure which one it is, but you see it's right next to the hospital off of Burrard by the Burrard Bridge, Baptist Church, right? Um, they've been there forever, but they were, they were doing a whole lot of remodeling. And what they're doing is they're remodeling the church and on top of it, condos. What developers are doing is they're 
trying to create one-stop shops. So in a condo, they'll have a church, a school, a gym, grocery store, little mall. Right, this is where we're going. <laughs> we have to get into the king side of the Bible. And a lot of you think just helping your church is all about ushering or greeting and, and just doing something in church, singing. But no, you actually have a purpose in the marketplace. Right? You have a purpose on the movie set. You have a purpose doing commercial. You have a purpose. And God is trying to just make sure your heart is right. That, that if you get something new, it doesn't identify you. You don't feel more swag because you got a new car. Right? You, you stronger now because your buddy showed up. Right? We got to get out of things making us feel important or good. No, you woke up cute. You don't need all of that. Right? We, we spend too much time investing in this and abandoning what's inside. And before you know it, you don't know you and you can't find you until the end of the night after you wipe all that stuff off your face. Like, I want to see, man, if we going on, I want to see all the acne. I want to see all of that. No, no, no surprising me later. First date, no makeup. Let's let, see if they like you. Because right now, time of 10, you might have like met when you was dressed up somewhere. Like, ooh, look at her, right? But the first date, they got your phone number with the makeup. But that date, let them pick you up. <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey. Don't be afraid of the loss truth caused. Man, y'all better write this down. I, we got all kind of super geeky, smart Vancouver type people. You think you can hold all this up in your little smart head. That's okay. Do not be afraid of the loss truth caused. Don't be afraid to tell someone the truth. Afraid they might leave you. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, I can't do this today. Afraid that y'all might never get to do it again. There's too many things that we sabotage because we don't want to tell the truth. And then out of the fear of telling truth, we'll say it sideways with an attitude. Some people get an attitude because you're making them have to tell the truth. Learn how to tell the truth in peace. Can I help somebody? Learn how to tell the truth with peace. All right, today we're going to talk about details. The message is called details. The necessary specifics or specs needed for championship living. We're coming to an end of this championship series. Starting next week, we'll start a new series, kind of starting tonight. Um, we are going to give the intro of that. God is ready to, about to equip his church. We're an equipping church, so we're about to equip, we're about to compel, we're about to charge, we're about to challenge. But this is so weird. He was like, details. The first thing started off as desires. 
This is the first word. And it was already stirring up in me. And then we had that conversation outside of the gym the other night. And, but it started up a few weeks ago and it said, my people have a tough time receiving. They sow, but a lot of times you talk yourself out of being blessed. And there's a false humility, there's a pride. And here it is, it's a poverty mentality. I'll use myself as an example. If I get something new, especially as a pastor, it's a car or whatever it may be. Because of so many leaders being persecuted, whether it's nice shoes or whatever it is, you find yourself saying, I won't wear this or drive this around them because they're going to think this. And the Lord said, do you know how silly that is? Because, because they misunderstand why I bless you. You hide it when I blessed you so it can be a witness. Here's the crazy part, because you're not going to go and I'm not going. If you wasn't fit, bro, I wouldn't ask you to train me. So you want to hear somebody that preach faith don't get no fruit. Right, right. You want to talk somebody. You want to follow somebody that preached the good news, but their life is full of what? Bad news. See, you, it's crazy because we persecute the people for being a product of what they preach. Why is this important? Because we got a prophetic word. Remember, here, here's that, here's that, here, Elder John, here's that part, the sowing and reaping. Find me a farmer that will sow and not look for the harvest. Dumb farmer. So why do you give offering? Why do you give tithe? Why do you bless other people? Why do you forgive? Why do you work on yourself? Why do you fast? And why do you pray if you're not going to stand for a harvest? But there's no farmer that does that. They sow and they expect because they sown. But somehow you sow and don't expect. And some of you so big and believe small. That's an insult. It's an insult if I try to feed my kids and they like, nah, I'm cool, dad. Y'all can eat. You are robbing your father of showing his love. We are in a practical world. And let me tell you, the world won't get God with you being spiritual all the time. How do I know that? The Bible says they don't understand spiritual things. Here's why he needs your heart first. Because when you get the new car that will attract the person that's into cars, they get in the car and then they find the fruit to be real. It's called fruit inspection day. And that's why the Lord says, seek me first. Get your heart right. Because when I draw men to you, I can't let them find you as a counterfeit. 
So forget the stuff. I'm going to bless you. But just focus on me first. So when they get in the car, when they come to your house, when they look at your marriage, when they inspect the fruit, they won't find hypocrite. So I have a right to receive and believe because I've been a giver. And not only have I been a giver, I've inherited givers. Let me let me put this right. I inherited giving. Giving has always been a part of my bloodline. So there's a harvest that I am receiving because of giving my grandma gave. This is what y'all understand. When you when you bow out of blessing, you, you what, what did your grandmama work for? What did your grandpa sow for? What did your mama and daddy let them people sleep in their house for? You don't think my kids should deserve or, 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 or expect a great harvest when they gave up their bedroom for other people? When they had to share their mama and share their daddy all their life until they got on their own and they're going to get out the house and not expect God to do big things, not just for them, but for their children. No, you got to raise your kids with, with a faith mindset. He'll give you the desire. Nothing wrong with nice shoes. Nothing wrong with the nice suit. Nothing wrong with getting your hair done. Nothing wrong with none of that. None of that should make you. You should. Oh, man, I told, I told him in the back. I said, man, God is trying to get his children to learn how to live as kings. Well, Jesus, no, he, he, let me tell you, he, the people that are called to take a vow of poverty, that is far in between. And I don't know if Jesus said take a vow of poverty. There's people that do it and it's honorable. But the world we live in need people that can help them with practical needs before we give them a scripture. Jesus fed. He didn't say he fed more than 5,000 once they said they believe. He fed who was ever there hungry. Oh, can I help you? Show me in the Bible where all the miracles was save people. What kind of father is that? That he only blesses his children. That obey him. So we have the ministry of reconciliation. And if we're called to be fishermen, I get this, and we're about to get into this teaching over the next to the rest of the year. But there's all types of fishing. Everybody told us we're fishermen, but there's all types of ways to catch fish. Right? There's big fish out there. And some of y'all ain't called to win big fish. (laughs) Some of y'all is called to go to some people are called to go out there. What's that Uh, tuna? What's the tuna? Wicked tuna. Right, some of y'all can handle putting your life on the line with those waves and you're going to catch fish and crab and make it back home. Some of y'all die out there to try to catch a wicked tuna. So the Lord said, that little creek over there down the street, you're going to catch some tadpoles. That's what we're going to get you, get some tadpoles. Right, you got faith for tadpoles. Right, hey, hey, but that, but that all help. That all help. Maybe you on the team and you get worms for us. You're going to get worms for us. It don't matter. We all going to eat. We all going to eat. 
fish. Right? You can throw a bomb in the ocean or in the lake and you catch fish by shock. Right? So sometimes God will just come in and he's just going to boom the community. But guess what? The fish floating, but we still got to go now go get them. Right? It's God's job to boom and shock the community. It's our job to still go get them. Right? You can sit in your little cute boat all day for 20 hours and throw your little thing and eat your little crackers and stuff and turn your music on and you can wait all day. There's different kind of fish. There's salmon that go against the grain. They going back. There's all kind of fish and there's all kind of ways to fish and there's all kinds of bait. So God might have put that person in a certain financial uh, uh, bracket or in a certain type of vehicle or got them in the movie industry, got them in the, the sports arena, got them in the medical industry. Those are all fish. And you have to learn and be equipped based on the pool, lake or ocean you are called to. And not pull down the people who, who, who have been called in the ocean and you call them prosperity people. No. To God, we all the same. Maybe you, maybe you just catching the fish in your fish tank at home. Hey, be faithful over the fish tank. You don't get to the aquarium without being faithful over the what? Fish tank. Details. He said the desire. And then he said the other thing about their desire, their desires are all over the place. It changes all the time. Whatever's popping, whoever accepts them. He said, I need my people in this season to be very specific in what I have for them. Let me get into let me give me a different give me a scripture I didn't do this morning. It's Proverbs 16. Start at verse uh, three. You mind if I go off track a little? I'm not going to be off track, but I'm going to go off this, whatever. What, what, what kind of feather is this right here? Oh, details. Now, let me ask you this. How do you got a detailed God in you, but you're not detailed? And when I say detailed, you got to talk vision and you got to talk specifics. Hey, that peacock. Go back to that picture. That, hey. That peacock, those feathers ain't double-minded. That ain't no confusion right there. Right? God detailed you so much, your kids come out with something, something on your like, My kids got no, that's detailed. Nose is detailed. You can, you can identify cultures and ethnicities based on certain features. Right? You grow up, you think all black men is 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 is, is tall. So then you see a Yao Ming. Right, you see a tall Asian, you're like, what the heck is this? It's tall Asians out there. Right? And then look, can we get can we go in the world a little bit? Only black people think. Only black people got big lips. So then you got folks out here unhappy. So what they go get? Right? But they do it 
because they've been influenced by a people. So they want that detail and abandon the details God gave you. And it's just like when you're looking for a computer, you buy what you need based on the what? Specs. If don't nobody like your specs, don't alter them. Because God designed you for somebody to love your specs, take care of your specs. I'm not changing my specs. There are software upgrades. I'm going to renew my mind. But these specs is these specs. I can't. I'm going to develop my specs, but these my specs. Fooling around watching all these little sick girls walking around the airport. And I'm like, that's where it's falling. It, it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. If you've been thinking about it, that's for you. You've been thinking about making your lips bigger. Keep your little lips. And don't do the lipstick all the way up here. <laughs> Carolyn, can you help me? Hey, could you draw a bigger lipstick line? Don't make your lips. You look stupid. Now you just go and put that one little lipstick thing on one time, just swoon wide. <laughs> Say specs. All right, look at this real quick. I need you guys to see this. I need you guys to see this real quick. I need you guys to see this real quick. See, God is tired of people not valuing what He gave them. You can't be beautiful to everybody. Like just to some people, you ugly. Everybody say praise God. That's what I'm saying. Like chalk it up. It don't mean because somebody think you ugly, you ugly. That's to them. You ever eat something? You ever eat something that's super good to you and somebody spit it out? Like there's some stuff and you be, you be eating. I'll be like, No. Don't try to share that to me, with me, right? But it's really good to him. Come on, Pastor T, put some hot sauce on it. No! <laughs> Say specs. When you don't pay attention to your specs, you lose identity. You have to value and, 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 and there was another thing he shared. He said, man, people have to pause and see how much they have already grown, even if they haven't transformed. Transformation is, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a summation of many moments of growth. And what you're looking for is new. And so until you hit new, you can't celebrate growth. And while you're growing, you still got some of the same skin. But you're shedding. There's part of you that is new. So don't get discouraged in the shedding process. Proverbs 16, man, some, man they're, they, they, any amount of you that have been in the presence of God, you are changing. Amen. 
You're changing. You for, forget you have to see the results. Know that there's being there's results that are taking place. Before you do anything, put your trust totally in God. Before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in your what? Self. You with me? Then every plan you make will succeed. Okay. Go back. I'm going to go slow. Okay. This is about everything that we're talking about today. I'm really trying to get through this because we're not going to deal with this tonight. It's a whole new thing. Before you do anything, before you do anything, before you do anything, before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in, any, in, in yourself. Then, 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 then every plan you make will succeed. Every plan. What's left after every? Nothing. Every plan you make will succeed. The Lord works everything together to accomplish his purpose. Even the wicked are included in his plans. He sets them aside for the day of disaster. Exalting yourself is disgusting to the Lord. For pride attracts his punishment and you can count on that. You can avoid evil through surrendered worship and the fear of God for the power of his faithful love removes sins, guilt, and grip over your life. When the Lord is pleased with the decisions you've made, he activates grace to turn enemies into friends. This is where favor is. This is, this is, what I'm dealing with today is where you get into peace that transcends all understanding. God's freedom is in a whole different realm than what you can think. There's freedom beyond your imagination in trusting God. When you do your part and know that he is committed to his part, it's like, I'm just going to do my part and the rest is up to God. Yes. Like we're talking about the details. I said this morning, within the next two years, I'm believing for a thousand people plus to be a part of this church. Yes. To some people, crazy. What, 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 where are they going to fit, pastor? That's not my responsibility. That's God's. But what I know he told me is go after as many souls as you want. I'm looking for laborers. Influence as many people as you can. Go after souls. And I'm sitting here at Reverend Jesse Jackson's birthday, 81st birthday. I ain't never seen this man in my life in person, but I know what he's done in the world, for the world, for justice, and I'm sitting here locking eyes with this man. And I'm sitting in the room with all these mantles, and that was not a part of our trip. But boy, I recognize when God has put me in a place, what did I say? Spiritual transactions do not need an announcement. <laughs> it needs eyes. Don't nobody in the room have to know about the transaction that was made in the room. They'll see the fruit later. 
A part of tonight is a part of the hands I shook, the rooms we were in, the mantles we received, and the words that we received from leaders and legends. I'm like 81 years and 62 years he was in service to the world. And when I'm sitting there watching and, and you get the NBA commissioner, NFL commissioner, you get all these people calling in, giving their gratitudes, mayors and Bill Clinton presidents, all these people who have had their hands in the movement of the world and in justice and in history. And I'm like, why am I sitting here? Let me tell you, we was in Chicago. It was only like 150 people there. See, this is where you might miss it. Because when you're in certain spaces, you never say, why? Why me? Why do I get to shake this man's hand? See, that starts with honor. And not being too familiar with greatness. That you find yourself in comparison. You find yourself comparing and find yourself trying to pull a man down to normal. That you can't receive the mantles of greatness that God is trying to get to you in your life. But I'm sitting here, me and my wife, she, maybe, maybe the third Caucasian, only maybe three Caucasian people in the room. I'm sitting here with my wife, we crying together. But that's what that man fought for. This is the man who was ordained by Martin Luther King. This is a man who was with Martin Luther King when he got shot. This is one of the last men who walked by his side still alive. And Martin Luther King, for me, was everything. And I'm sitting right here with this man. So when Martin Luther King passed on, who you think his mantles went to? They don't need mantles in heaven. <laughs> and he told the prophets, he said, hey, if you see me when I'm gone, you know how many people that's so familiar? And when greatness leave, it has to be more. They was awesome. No, man, there was something great. So I'm like, why? Why are you in Vancouver? Why are you living in this time? Every person born in any time you was born, you were born with a solution for your time. Every person in here has a perfect purpose and it's specific. You are not a wandering generality. You are a meaningful, specific. And you can go and look at all these options. You can compare. You can find the closest person who looked like you and like, that's what I'm called to do. You can go get books. You can go to seminars, do all that you want to do. But the first thing you need to do is surrender your life to the Lord. And when the Lord is pleased with you, ah, he causes your enemies to be friends. You, do, you know how, do, you know, do you know how much more impactful you can be when now your enemies become resources? If all you got is homies, but then he turns your enemies to be on your side. He says, when the Lord is pleased, next, next verse please. It is better to have little with a heart that loves justice than to be rich and not have God on your side. Within your heart, you can make plans. This is the part I want to get to. 
Within your heart, you can make plans for your future. But the Lord chooses specifics, details, the steps you take to get there. So desire all you want, but be willing for the Lord to order the steps to get there. Children of Israel, I want to be free. He said, cool, I want you free, but we're going to take the long route. They like, well, we could have stayed there and died. And how often do we wish we just, we entered in a process and we was, man, it was easier back then. No, it wasn't. You really want to go back there? You really want to stay there? All right. The Lord is going to have his way in the end. So you might as well get early in the game. Let him have his way. The worst, the worst thing that can happen, you get later on in age and you get that detour message. You do not have to hit detours. Okay, here we go. Let me rush through this. Conflicting desires kill details. Conflicting desires. God has desires. You got desires. We fail to spend seasons to align our desires with his desires. And then details get blurry. What am I supposed to do? Who is my friend? Who the real one? You don't have to get burned. If you stick to the vision, the will, and the plan of God, you don't have to go through that painful relationship. Our desires need to be detailed. Maya and Emerson, I'm like, I, I, I love peanut butter interior. Right? So, that little Durango we had, wasn't asking for it, wasn't looking for it, but it was a desire. What we was doing is seeking him first, feeding the sheep, uh, uh, caring about people's lives, caring about people's souls, and then it presented an opportunity. All you need is eyes. God knows what you desire. You just need eyes when he unveils it, Boaz. She, faith, she, she was faithful to serve the woman of God, and then she just bought her father's business. She like... And the Lord just one day peels it back. <laughs> and you know it was haters. <laughs> I'm heading somewhere. Our prayer life would be more efficient if we took God details. We could get people to agree with us better if we gave them details, specifics. What are you praying for specifically, right? I gave it this, this morning. You got four toes. You go pray, God, I want more toes. So the next day you wake up, you get one toe. Now you got five. Now you're mad at God because you got five toes instead of 10. But what did you pray for? Did you get more toes? He answered your prayer. Yeah, right, right. You, 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 you bombarded God. Oh, God, I need my rent paid this month. Right. But are you really just wanting rent paid or you want to be an owner? But you settle for this month. And then he comes through. Then the next month. Oh, God, I need. You just keep praying for this month. 
But the same faith it takes for this month is the same faith to get you out of this situation to where you can be renting out a situation. But because it is false humility and because it is orphan spirit, because it is pride in this poverty mentality, we just throw it out there and like be, we super general. And we're like, whatever comes back, we'll take it. And we're too afraid to believe for the best. We're too afraid of disappointment. So we'll preserve a measure of our faith because we don't want to be disappointed. And we think God is up there giving out no's. Yes and amen. There's timing. There's things he needs to maneuver. There's waiting. And there's things that he cares about way more than your perks. He like, but I actually want to get you peace before you get, it, get a peace. Right? And houses is easy for me to get, but I actually want to make this house whole before you get that house. So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. You've heard this scripture. This is a scripture about priorities. First, he didn't say throw all your desires away and all the things away. And then come out. No, he said, above all that you do and all that you chase, put me first. Seek me first. Don't seek approval first. Seek me first. You can be unemployed looking for a job. Guess what you can still be doing? Seeking God. Right. Me and my wife was talking the other night and I'm like, man, we the, the growth is going to happen as development is happening. And we're understanding at some point, man, we need, it's like, it's, it's amazing that we have volunteers. Every church has volunteers, wouldn't make it without volunteers, but at some point you also need staff, rather part-time, whatever it is. What one mind would say is, well, we can't hire nobody until these buildings get done, because that's the right thing to do. We're stewarding the, the money. No! Here's the problem. It never has to be either or. So God is too small or not big enough to provide for the building and for staff? Who's growing the church in the first place? Not us, him. So he knows the demand for what we need. So it's like, okay, nice little conversation. It's not either or. We putting it on the altar. We need the money for the building and we need to hire staff. Guess whose job it is to bring it? You know how much peace that is? But you see the responsibility I hold by saying, I'm going to hold out this specific and I'm going to just give you that one, God. He said, cast all your cares. And this is where desires turn into cares is when you don't release desires to him. Then now you're caring about bills and now you're caring about a spouse instead of like, no, I desire a spouse. But boo boo, look, you're going to find me. You can find me in the church. Right. The blessing is going to interrupt me. I'm not going to be going out trying to find a blessing. The perks of life are less important than the purposes of the kingdom. Today, can you please 
put an end to worrying about perks. Let me, let me tell you, probably 95% of the things you're working for, you will not take with you. This is why tonight is so important. Because what we're talking about tonight is everything heaven and hell cares about. I'm coming here in way too many services. People are preaching about your breakthrough and your next level and your purpose and your love relationships and all that. All that is good. But how about let's just let's just teach the root. If we seek him first and if we love, if we have a love of God, all this other stuff. Let me help you. A husband is a thing. (laughs) All these things, a spouse falls into things. Because you're not going to need boo-boo later on. See, y'all, y'all, y'all really need to hear me right now, though. Big house, thing. Computer, thing. Upgrade cell phone, thing. Outfit, thing. Car insurance, thing. All these are things. But how much every day you're consumed by things? How much of the things you're comparing? How many people you're attracted to because of things they have? And we find ourselves not living in fulfillment. The goal is not to live for satisfaction. We're living for fulfillment. And that's why a wealthy man can kill himself. Because he achieved a lot but don't have no fulfillment. And this is what we're charged to go after is souls. So no matter what mountain, there's seven mountains of cultural influence and we're all called to one of them. Whether it's entertainment, which is the biggest, government, education, family. Why do you think all this sexual stuff is going into our schools? That's a mountain. Government is a mountain. Education is a mountain. Entertainment drives the world. It's a mountain. We're called to the mountains and the Bible tells us that in the end, all mountains will flow to his mountain. So God is calling you. If you're in the entertainment industry, you got to know that you're there. That's your pulpit. That's your platform. If you're in the sports, if you're a doctor, whatever it is. You have to know why you are where you are and then God will increase you right before the people you're around. God is after your employees, your, your co-workers. He's after your employees if you're a boss. He's after your family members. He's after the store clerk that you see every day. That, that local grocery store, people know your name. That coffee shop, they know your name. But do they know your substance? Do they know who, who, who's in you? You don't have... Wait, man, man, that brother lived for... Eight, he's 81 years old and where he... He was in a wheelchair and all that. He almost out of here. But do you know how much he accomplished in 62 years? That's why the word I came back with is passion. Every day we're chipping away at legacy. So for you to sit there in your house having a pity party, for you to wake up and say, I'm bored. How are you called into the kingdom of God and ever bored. Right. 
God is calling us to focus. He's calling us to specifics. He's calling us to details. And he's called, he said there's too many options in the world. It's too much distracting us. Find a deodorant you like and roll with it. There's too many options, and options create chaos. If there's no vision for it, he said, my people need to get focused. They need specifics. They need vision. They need to understand why, and their why has to connect to my why. They need specific details, and they need priorities. They need to prioritize. Y'all, let me help you guys out. Let me say something. The pandemic. Y'all do know that this world's going to head back into another something crazy. I hope you do know this. Read the Bible. It tells us that when we see these types of things, wars, rumors of wars, airplanes falling and dying, the, 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 the uh, false prophets, when we see these things, here's what it says. It's the beginning of the end. So if you think, oh, we out the pandemic, man. Oh, my God, I could take this mask off. He took the physical mask off. But do I know you? Have you found your real self? When the next thing comes, are you going to be better? Are you going to be stronger? Because let me tell you what he sent this church to do. To win in storms. Hey, hey, we wouldn't, we wouldn't get King Krabs without fishermen that can stand a storm. This world is not going to eat on the goodness of God if he don't got fishermen that can stand a storm. Am I talking to anybody? Somebody took me somewhere the other day and, and, and oh, I'm going to share this detail with you because it's the desire of my heart. I, I wouldn't go get it because I'm not there yet. But somebody treated me to a real big old lobster tail. If that was the size of the tail... Good God. Hey, hey, hey. Do you understand? When you eat that fine, that 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 sable fish, when you eat that sake salmon, <laughs> you don't you don't there's not no average person going to kill no bison. Yeah, you just say, hey, let me get a bison burger with bacon and cheese on it. You just think it's a little cute little burger. But man, if you go get that bison, there, there, oh, there is no true beauty without going through a road of risk. There is views in this world you will never get to unless you're willing to go off road. There are some fish you will never see unless you're willing to scuba dive. I ain't scuba diving. 
I wish I was just born in the water. And I would, there's some stuff that I'm just envious that people see in this lifetime because they're not afraid to cross their fears. And this is what I'm telling you, man. It's our job to bring people the goodness of God. But that's risky. And that lobster. That tail was good, I'm telling you. Oh my God. The little butter and the lemon. They, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about this? This is very, this is very important. I'm joking. But I am just now. I realize, Elder John, I realize that God put the desire of nice things in me. Some of y'all think it's worldly to desire nice things. <laughs> right, so we'll just leave the young kids, at least where I'm from, we'll leave the young kids in the hood to think you got to be a drug dealer to get nice things. Or you got to be a rapper or NBA. Like, right, right, pastors, y'all got to be broke and dirty. Right, so the people that's living like man, God gives people the desires, nice desire. No, no, God created the Bahamas. Why can't everybody? The Bahamas is there for everybody. This is what I said in the back, Emerson. Is that to actually live in the overflow takes a willingness and an ability to handle persecution. Some people don't have a backbone to be wealthy and saved. <laughs> right, right, you look at me, I look at a church like Coastal or Westside, right? Like those are churches, in the, like they sell in air space. Right? These are churches with a lot of money and prime real estate. And I'm rooting for them, man. That is beautiful. But then there's a certain type of person that will then look at me, whether I have a nice suit or if I get a nice car or we start getting, and somehow we prosperity, but them that seem and look humble, these are cultural biases and ignorances. Right, I, I got some Air Force Ones on, but then somebody got some Clarks on, but the Clarks, man, my Air Force Ones on 125, 120, you don't know, I got a buddy somewhere in favor give me 45% off, but them Clarks, right, them Clarks was 350, them Bloodstones, them $500, so because your $500 got mud on them and mine is white and I don't want to put no creases in them, then somehow, You see how the world, you see how systems will bag us off of, right? Even when you look at Africa, they want to sell Africa as a place of poverty. Do you know how wealthy Africa is? So they only show us the, the, the poverty part. So they keep people from out of there. Nah, do you know how wealthy Africa is? And, and let me help some folk out. Africa just ain't people that look like me. We serve a king. We're a royal nation. And heck no! We live in one of the most expensive cities in the world. How are we going to reach this city? 
we going to reach people that don't think they need God? Yeah, you're going to be busted and disgusted. Pull up in your little Pinto that's popping in the back. Your little 77 Toyota Corolla. And you're going to be trying to pull up to somebody, some rich man that needs Jesus. And you, you, you can't even start a conversation. You start walking to him and he's going to be, I don't got no change. I don't got no change. I don't got no change. Now, now look, how, look how important this is. He don't even know me. But because of a profile that he's been trained to think, he think I'm asking him for something. So you can't tell me that that certain appearances don't matter. But if I'm hopping out of some or if I'm dressed a certain way, you don't know, I don't have to have a lot of money to dress nice. But 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 I, there's a certain way I want to carry myself to get in a certain room or a conversation with somebody. Right, it's excellence. It's, it's I know who I'm going to meet. I just went and saw Adam out there and we just talked about tennis shoes. Guess what else we did? We prayed together. <laughs> so it's one thing, I, I put on some Air Forces for Adam, the young man. But then I'm about to go meet somebody else. It might cause for a suit. All right. All right. Show up to your wedding in your gym clothes. <laughs> Little flip flops would be like, hey, come on. <laughs> yeah. Get, get invited to uh, uh, the king's inauguration or the president's inauguration. It's so funny how we'll, we'll, we'll dress the part for certain things. It's like, why are you wearing a suit on Sunday? Why are you wearing a suit to go out to dinner? Why you wear a suit to work? Oh, because they told me I had to. Oh, you slave, right. But then I just got a mind because I'm here to, to understand that I'm never going to be too familiar with you, that I'm not going to be my best when I encounter you because I'm always trying to win your soul. We don't, winning your soul, we don't stop because you came to church. We are called to be influencers. So you should care for yourself. You should put your best foot forward because Jesus did. When you married, you don't just get, you may need, you need that home, it should be a place where you can relax and look your worst. Okay? If you married, you never stop trying to please your spouse. And I'm not, listen, Phil, I'm not talking sexually. You never stop speaking life over your spouse. You never stop caring. You never do sometimes try to look cute. Like that's your, like you, oh, you're going to catch me cute. You're going to walk in front of me like that to get me. And now you're just limping all over the house. <laughs> I'm trying to help some people here today. Mark 10, the question the young man, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Specifics. Specifics. Here's specifics, right? I remember, I remember, I remember our, our time, when we've lived some life with Carolyn, right? And, and certain things, she always desired a family. But she didn't walk around like, oh, I want a family. But guess what she, what she, she used to, she used to take care of other people's kids. 
She used to carry herself like a wife. <laughs> and then one day, Boaz showed up. Now you got to read about Boaz, brother. That's not another dude at the church. That's not another dude at Adam. Like, who Boaz, Carolyn? Who Boaz? Ain't no Boaz around. <laughs> now listen. So then you wonder the tears at the wedding. You wonder the tears when it's baby dedication. This is a desire of my heart. I want a family. But I'm not, I'm not just living to pursue family. That young lady, if you know on the backside, serve the church. She's seeking the Lord, transforming her mindset, getting herself ready for the day the Lord reveals what he already had planned for her. And you got to stop being so busy about the prize. Did you neglect the person he made you to be? He said, what do you want? Life don't have to be complicated. I want one of them, one of them, one of them, one of them. Give me one of them, give me one of them, one of them, one of them, one of them, one of them. One of them. Here's what scripture says. My, he says that my God should do exceeding abundantly above all that I could think, imagine, or dream. So there are some things that I can't ask for because I can't even imagine them. So what you imagining, there's some stuff you can't. So if what you imagining is partially lavish, and what does God have on his mind for you? Why not believe for your kids to go to the best school, get the best education? Desire is the lifeline to favor. you got to stop being afraid to put yourself in a position where you need favor okay okay it, it, it's not my job to focus on how I'm gonna get it it's my job to have vision it's my job to know what I'm called to have it's my job to understand the why but too many people he, he said what do you want he didn't say how you gonna get what you want he said what do you want and too many times the Lord is at your door asking you what you want. And you're like, nah, I'm not going to even think about that. Let's not think about that right now because we can't afford it. Lord didn't ask you, did you have the money? He didn't ask you if you knew the people. He didn't ask you if you had the talent, ability, or the resume. He just said, what do you want? You have to be, not, you got to stop being afraid to be specific and get rid of, but what, what would I call it, Elder John? The, not the cushions, but the, uh, uh, what, what's, those, what's those clauses? Is it a clause? Is it a, like, like, here's what it is, but then there's this fine print that said, just in case. What's this word? The just in case clause. <laughs> right? There, there's these things that you want. I want healing. Right, the contingency plan, right? I want this, but you prepare for not getting it. You didn't prepare to get it. 
you prepared for just in case. That's not faith. Faith is, I am going to act like, man, man, let me tell you, it was, it was a car I was looking for. It was a car that I said, I'm going to believe. I'm believing. Two years, I'm going to have this car. It's smart. It's what, what my family need, all that. And within two years, we're going to get this car. And so somebody went out of town, and they left their car. Well, guess what kind of car it was? Car I want. I was like, can I, test, can I faith drive it? Cool. So I faith drive it. Like, Okay. I see me in it. I'm trying to teach you how to increase desire and faith. He said, meditate on the word. Hey, I'm going to drive. I was like, man, this is a nice car. And I started doing research on it because I have to establish my why. Not my desire, but my why. Too many times you're, you're establishing your desire and not your why. And then what happens is you are presented with a counterfeit desire and you manipulate your why. And anytime you take one specific out of your why, you've now stepped into your will. So, so what I've learned is sometimes it might just be one little speck that identifies the sorrow in the blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So sometimes you got to be able to discern if this is the devil contending, if this is persecution, but I'm supposed to keep pushing, or do I want this thing so bad that I'm willing to manipulate to make myself think it's God's blessing? So, so that happens, and then somebody take me out to lunch, and I'll be darned. The details of this thing was it so now I'm sitting in the back seat I'm not driving I'm sitting back here and I get to see the thing I'm like wow this show is nice here's specifics I can't take out a loan I'm not taking out a loan I don't have a down payment I can't pay that much for that car and I'm not paying that much per month <laughs> well you don't want no car and I don't have the extra money to pay for it those are my specifics those are those boundaries because these are things that I can't do and I'm not I'm, not, I'm okay with these truths these truths and specs keep me safe they protect me from stepping into my will so if it's God, you are going to work within these things. You're going to work within my truths. And anything outside of it has got to be favor. The timing is on him, not me. Man, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to even get into it. But let me tell you, all that and, and beyond, the Lord bless our family with. All of that and beyond. Right. But then we like, oh, no, we don't want to drive to church because then people going to think. And then you got to answer to people. No, you don't. Let people think what they want. They don't know what has happened in the background. I've learned that it's an insult 
to deny the desires of your heart. I learned it's an insult to not let God bless you, especially when it's because you're afraid of people. Because the people that's going to persecute you aren't the people God blessed you for. So you got to understand if your why is rooted in the mission and in the cause and God is setting you up so that you can be a witness to somebody else. They persecuted Jesus. He didn't even have much. He just loved people. So for sure as you're getting blessed, I'm telling you right now, don't be arrogant, don't be prideful. But for what God is about to do in your life, don't you dare apologize for it. What I'm telling you is what you pray for, you begin to have a corresponding action and confession. You believe in for wholeness? No, don't believe for healing no more. Believe for wholeness. Be specific. I want to be whole. Every area of my life, I want to prosper. Every area of my life. I don't just want finances for me and my house. I need finances for me, my house, and a whole lot of other people's house. I am not just believing God for me and my house. That is too small. Go to work for you and your house. God is invested in plans that involve others. Father, help our mind, help our hearts, help our souls. I'll read you this last scripture from Exodus 25. I'm asking you to go listen to the service earlier, Genesis 6. Because we serve a God of specifics. Do not be afraid to purge the fat and get specific. Here's the scripture. Here's another one. Let them construct a sanctuary for me so that I can live among them. You are to construct it following the plans I've given you and the design. Oh, hallelujah. Elder John or whoever, I'm going to call another name. Elder Rose. <laughs> Keep it in the family. Wednesday was the last night, guys, that they had the, the last bit of the parking survey. They were handing out papers. Do you know how much details the city requires before they give you an, a permit for assembly? Do you know the details required for us to have a church? Do you know the details required for reconstruction? From the plumbing? To every inch, to how far a door is apart, what kind of doors need to be on the building, how high the ceiling is, clearances, fire entrances and exits. Do you know how, much, how, how, how big the bathroom stalls have to be? How many bathrooms you have to, how many to, uh, toilets you have to have per, per person or per hundred people? Go try to be general with the city and see if you get permission for vision. 
So if God's called you to something specific, the race set before you, best believe your life has details. And that's why he wants you to seek him first. Why? So he can reveal details. He says this design for the dwelling and the design for all its furnishings. God's details were always birthed from his desires for his specific plans. Worldly desires have us praying wavering prayers because God's not moved by carnal affairs. We are anxious because God is not moving fast enough and all he's waiting for you to do is adjust your desires. He's not trying to stop you from having fun. He's not trying to stop you from being wealthy. He's not. He's just saying prioritize. Put me first because what you're pursuing is not going to hold you when the world stops again. Some of you wondering why certain things seem to be delayed. The Lord is trying to get you together. The desire for things cannot be stronger than the desire for purpose. The Lord... takes care of the lilies he takes care of the birds he made you with fine details man if you just think about the details you think about our bodies you think about how detailed our bodies is and how intricate and how well they work together when one thing shut down another thing starts to fight for it God is a detailed God. Do not let this world make you live a general life. A very just vast, just whatever is happening, it will happen. No. What have you been designed to do? Do that first. You've been designed to seek him. You've been designed to worship him. I promise you, when you get rooted in his love, Ephesians 3.16 or 3.17 to 3.20, Everything begins to flow from the chief cornerstone. And I'm telling you, my family, Love Quest family, we're about to see God do some extravagant things. And I am super happy that things do not get me more excited than God does. This blessing came into my family's life And I was telling my wife, I said, I'm super grateful and we act excited, but it's like a part of us that's like, it don't even feel like that thing just came in our lives. And there's sometimes some of you get blessed and it just radically changes you. You're happier now. Oh, somebody told you you're cute today and you're like, I am, huh? (laughs) Right? You woke up after a compliment. What I'm saying for God's children, it should not surprise you when the Father blesses you. For sure, it gets you pumped. You're like, whoa, he did it. I knew he would. But it shouldn't be like, no way. 
Wow. Not for me, God. Because there's somebody lining up. Because God has to bless his children. Because we're called to be the light of the world. You see Pastor Dylan there with his with his his assault rifle he's about to come up and get y'all the business but here's the thing he was going to come up like a couple people have done over the last several weeks and give you a spiel on its pastor's appreciation month and that's awesome first of all we my wife and I thank every single person that have sewn into us pastors appreciation month whether it was a comment online whether it was dm whether it was finances whether it was text message thank you for thinking about us what 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 i we we have a responsibility to teach people first of all if you sow into us you sow into anybody it's an opportunity period love quest is good ground I know I'm good ground. I don't know what you think about yourself. But I've given too much to not be okay with receiving as well. And so if you don't want to give, that is amazing. Keep whatever. It's an opportunity for you. But what I won't do is shy away from creating a culture of honor. Um. I understand that every person in here is standing on the back of someone that sacrificed for you to be here. I get it. So we have a responsibility to teach. He has a responsibility or the desire to come up because he's grateful for what leaders have done in his life. You don't know where Dylan was when he encountered Love Quest. You don't know the prayers that was out there by his mom and dad you don't know how much this church has impacted his life you don't understand the car rides many of car rides this young man and I have had our time together ain't just like what's up bro I got a responsibility when I'm in the car with him in between service after pouring out to you guys this guy and this guy's in the back and what am I doing pouring I don't know when the last time I'll get a chance to speak life and love and principles into these men. Somebody did it for me. And it's your responsibility to do that for somebody else. That's how the gospel has come so far. Thousands of years because each generation has soldiers in it that was committed to share the gospel. And when you got men and women, that's like, man, pour into me. I will not waste your time. I will not get too familiar with you. That's who you're supposed to pour into. All right. And so if you want to sow, praise God for you. We appreciate it. As they've told you for the last three and a half weeks, you can sow right back into there. It's an email. You can sow directly. And some people sowed and gave it into the church specifically, which is totally fine, but it's going to stay there. Right, not gonna have a church sign me a check for something you gave, especially when instructions was given. So if you accidentally give it to the church, it's gonna stay here at the church. If you're giving specifically to my wife and I, then there's the email address. If not, it's totally awesome. Um, 
if you want to know any announcement specifics when baby dedication is coming, which we have one coming up really soon, um, huh? Next Sunday? Next Sunday, baby dedication, 1230. Only bring your baby. Okay? Don't, don't tell people you need not borrow nobody's baby, not doing none of that. Ain't gonna be no babies in faith or none of that stuff. No, not dedicate. Don't do that to that child. All right. And so we're, we have that. And then we have a foundations coming up at some point. Huh? November 26. And I'm so blessed, man. People are rolling in through those things and our church is expanding. Um, normally when you come to something all the time, it's just like if you have children, other people notice how tall they're getting before you do. Because you always see in your kids. And this church is growing at a very steady pace. And uh, we are going to need people <clears throat> to get rooted and help serve if you have a heart to do so. And then uh, Friday, we have a game. Man, we missed you, M. We missed you on Friday, man. It was such a good game on Friday, man. Such a good game. I, was, I, I would say that was a, a great loss. It was a really good loss. And that, I know that sounds weird, but that's us. We've been also teaching about learning how to lose well. Why is it a great loss? Because it was something that helped us measure where we are because the goal is not last Friday, neither is it this Friday. <clears throat> the goal is to get that trophy. And so it was a great thing. Always appreciate you guys. And you guys blessed them uh, when we set up that food. The Round Ball founders came up and said, thank you so much for handing out food. And I was like, it wasn't for y'all, it was for us. <laughs> That was our tailgate party. <laughs> but we, but, but I, you guys don't understand how much you are impacting people around. There's people that never really talk to us or me, and they're coming up, and people are asking, man, where is this church at? And, man, like, it, it, it's, it's things that are happening because um, of the joy and the hope that you guys are bringing. Players are loving to play against because it takes an athlete back to those times where playing was like super fun right and so come out this friday we got a game at 750 again and every game is competitive every game is good and help will us to the championship and and uh yes it's great man so i love this church if you know anybody that is looking to come to church man tell them to get here tonight Tonight is going to be fire. I can't promise you how it's going to go, but it's going to go. All right. I'm getting into some comfortable clothes because it is going to be and it's going to be a powerful night. OK. And so 530, we starting on time. Be here. And um, this brother came smooth late to church and kissed this girl right outside the tent. No, I'm just playing. What's up, Othniel? What's up, baby boy? Come on up here and pray us out. <laughs> sing, sing first time attendee song. What's that song? What's that song? We welcome you. Oh, man. Anyways, what's up, fam? How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Yo. Anyways, anyways, I'm, I'm actually going to let them close out in prayer. Um, hey, listen. 
Hey, listen to what this is. Listen to what this is. It's all discipleship. This is all discipleship. I love this young man. This is all discipleship. And there's an, a, a crazy, crazy, kingly call, but also priestly call on his life. It's, it's a call on these men's lives. And so for me, um, that's how it was. That's how it was. Jesus was walking down the beach. He was like, hey, come with me. They didn't know what they were signing up for. Oh, he taking his jacket off. <laughs> hey, go and show the drip, man. Go and show the drip. Go and show the drip. Took his cloak off, his cloak. He took his ephod off. Amen. All right. So anyway, I may have you close out in a sec. But um, we love you guys. Pastor Julie, love you guys. But I need you guys to come tonight if you can. I need you to come tonight if you can. If you don't come to no other 530 service this year, come out tonight if you can. Go put your comfy clothes on and come in and ready to be charged and rocked and have fun and leave out of here um, ready to take your city. All right? Go ahead and pray for us, brother. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, that we can just be here in celebration. Yeah. Father, we thank you for the word that you have spoken through Pastor Terrence. And we thank you for the safe arrival and the safe departure. God, we just pray for each and every one of our hearts, each and every one of this chair, these chairs here. We pray, Lord, that your anointing would be on the crown of our heads to the soles yeah. of our feet. We thank you, Father, for the, that it is already done. And so, God, we thank you that you have prepared our hearts to come here to receive the word in fullness in its greatness, Lord God, yeah. and take it and run with it thank for the rest Jesus. of the week until Wednesday. And then when we come back for midweek service, we thank you, Lord God. And so we just pray for the people here. Lord, let our hearts go full, knowing that you are Lord and praising you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, sir. Be ready in season, out of season. We out of time. We not out of Jesus. Until next time, get your love fixed, man. And I will. And I will. Listen, thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuestINTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.